get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back to episode 155 of What Up, Though? Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, before we continue, I uh, want to give a happy birthday to the uh, intro to our music. One of the greatest producers of all time, Jay Dilla. Well, tomorrow will be the day after, but February 7th is birthday. So, shout out to Dilla. Um, so, yeah. so Today the 7th? Yeah, technically. Well, we're technically in the 7th, yeah. Cause it's not midnight yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So technically seven. So. So yesterday for y'all. Yesterday for y'all. Okay. But yeah, shout out to him. Happy birthday. For sure. Um. It's funny. I always thought about changing, changing this. Uh. J- just as you know, keeping shit fresh and changing intro. But I don't really see that else I really want to use. Like I'm, I'm like neither until SoundCloud decides to shut us down for random copyright infringement and shit. <laughs> right. I'm like, we did take every fucking episode. I, I think that was like that was past fifty. I think we started using that yeah. or something like that. But yeah, so I just think it's a a dope intro just for Detroit. So yeah, um, we're it, golden. Yeah, interesting week. Uh, oh yeah, I'd say so. Lots of, of 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 things going on, um, so I guess we just really get to it. Um, I don't really have anything to report for my week. It's just been working, just work. So adulting really, like I just like I just remember being younger, and you know you always aspire to to be older and have your own house and your own car and work and shit. And that that shit is so fucking overrated dog <laughs> like i was at work and i've been working uh over working over and i was like leaving work at like 7 30 yesterday like this is some bullshit dog <laughs> straight bullshit i mean of course you know being an adult and being you know of age you know you it's a lot of fun and cool things to do and shit you know but it's just like man dude i just <clears throat> i just have to just give so much props to my parents and shit dude to just they just they provide it like effortlessly, at least to us. You know, uh, what I'm yeah, I was about to say at least to us because I'm like I know my son ain't. Uh, he don't hear nothing about my how I be feeling about what I gotta do. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, and I just you know I think about you know my my stepson. It's like you know he's 19. He's a good kid, but I just I feel like he still doesn't understand all it takes to to keep a house running or just to the things he just doesn't understand, like, you know, we pay as car insurance. Like, you realize how much car insurance costs in Detroit to just not have a bill of car insurance or, Man. you know, to come home and this food is already cooked and shit. And you don't have to, <laughs> you could turn on, you turn on your TV and not worry about the electric bill or turn on water and not wondering, do I got to pay the fucking water bill? And man, to be fucking young, dude. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it becomes so ingrained in our lifestyle though. Like, it just is what it is. Like, I don't yeah. spend too much time dwelling on it. It's just like, that's just life. So I just like, yeah, pay this one, do this thing, do that thing. Make sure everything's good. Make sure everybody's happy. Make sure, you know, kids got their fucking clothes and food and all that shit. I mean, that's really all it is. Like, make sure the kids is fed and clothed and got a, you know, warm place to sleep and shit. And, and you just it do sounds it simple it, as hell. You but. just do it because it has to be done. Like, you know, you, you, 
And I think one of the things that I always think about, um, and it's just like, I know a lot of people who, who gas shop, like gas for the car and shit. Mm-hmm. Like they're looking on fucking apps to see where you can find the cheapest gas at. Man, I can't remember last time I done that. And I have to say that I just make an absorbent amount of money where I just can't give a fuck. But I feel like I really can't give a fuck. Like I need gas and I'm not traveling eight miles to save 30, 40 cent. Like it just ain't happening for me. You know what I'm saying? My time is way more valuable. So I'm like, I'm just not doing it. You know, you just think of shit like that. It's just, I just pull up a gas station to get fucking gas. I'm more concerned about the safety of the gas station versus me shopping for it. Like if I go to a gas station out of the way, it's because I'm probably somewhere in the hood. I don't want to pump gas at, <laughs> you know, so versus yeah. like I'm searching for like prices and shit like that. Like, yeah, but yeah, you just, like you say, you just kind of just pay that shit. You know? you know, one thing I've noticed though, like as far as like saving money and shit goes, like my wife has gotten kind of heavy into couponing and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But like, as- even aside from that, there are so many, like every kind of business really that you, that you, one may frequent has an app with coupons and deals and all that kind of shit, right? So, like, so to put to put in perspective, right, uh, my wife has gotten kind of heavy into couponing and shit, and, and we got a Kroger by the house. Kroger got apps. You can get coupons sent to your phone, yada, yada, yada. You can, like, get mad discounts when you go shopping and shit, right? Yeah. So you put that on your, you get a Kroger card completely free. You can get these deals, get this money knocked off. And then the, on top of that, when you go grocery shopping, which every fucking body needs to do, you rack up points and shit like that. And with Kroger, when you wrap up points on the Kroger card, you can use that shit toward gas. Yeah. So it's like you you can find ways now with so many apps having with so many companies having apps, you can find ways to save money off shit you would be doing regardless. So it's like we save money on groceries, and then right. we use that points that we get from the groceries to knock loot off the gas like there was a time we stopped in ohio like for every 100 points you get in kroger you can get 10 cents a gallon off gas we stopped in ohio once not even realizing how many points we got nigga that shit knocked 90 cents off a gallon dog (laughs) like you pay like a dollar something a gallon for gas right and 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 that shit you buy regardless like you're not doing shit to get it like you getting groceries regardless and 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 this is probably Contrary to my whole rant about not shopping for gas, but those things are made so convenient that it just it's worth it to do it. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, I go to I go to uh, Meyer a lot, and with Meyer perks, I use that all the time. And every I've been to Meyer probably in the last maybe ten times I've been to Meyer. Four of the times I've used it, whenever I put in my code, I get three dollars off my order. Mm-hmm. Every fucking all the other time, you know what I'm saying? So shit like that. I Red Lobster has a fucking app. Everybody got one. Well, you could just scan your fucking receipt and then you build up points. We talking about the cigar spot where you just get points for just shopping. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you have things where I like I don't feel like being inconvenienced as far as going on my way to do something, but I'm I'm not particularly out here just buying shit full cost just because I can. Like, no, I'm going to you know do those things. But they've made it so convenient. We can do that shit from, like you say, Kroger points to gas. Because my wife, I don't know if she does it as much now, but she uses her parents' Kroger number because they shop it. Well, they used to, but they moved to Ohio now, so I don't know if they even shop at Kroger now. But she would get tons of money off her gas because she uses their fucking 
phone number or whatever that they buy and shit. So yep. they wouldn't even use it. They would just tell her to use it to get money off her gas and shit like that. Yeah, I use it all the time. I don't. I often don't have to pay full price for gas. Like I use it, and then like it's you. I think it's like you can use it at Shell gas stations, shell, but then you can also use it at Kroger gas station. I'm like Kroger gas where, stations. Yeah, I was about to ask you, and I'm like you. You don't. They're not around. They're not. They're frequent. in Ohio a lot. Oh, okay. Well, they're not around here much. But I realized the other day, I drive past one every day where, after dropping my where? kid off at school. Oh. It's out in, out in fucking, not Sterling Heights, but like, there. that's where I go to take them to school. It's at, uh, the one I, I stop at is at um, John R. and maybe like, I don't know, like Nine Mile or something like that. Oh, somewhere okay. in that range. And then that that's where you can get the full shit. So like at Shell, they might just give you max like ten cents, no matter how many points you got. But well, the Kroger one Kroger lets one. you the Kroger one lets you get up to a dollar off using the points. So like I was like, man, I drive past a one of these motherfuckers off, every a day. Off a gallon. That's, yeah, that's I would drive the, out the way for a dollar off a fucking gallon. And it's I don't have to drive out the way because mm-hmm. it's it's on my route back from dropping Michael off at school. So like that shit just works, man. And you can find, like you said, like with the Red Lobster, man, you can get these apps, dog. And they have deals with like the McDonald's app, bruh. Dude, first McDonald's off. got an app where if you place a mo- McDonald's got an app. McDonald's got a deal in the app where you, if you do like the mobile ordering, you can get any sandwich for a dollar. And it's know. not even like I didn't know that. It's not even like hey, you got to spend ten dollars and you can get a sandwich for it. It's like you can get a sandwich for a dollar. That's it. Like, awesome. I mean, once the mobile ordering starts popping off, they'll probably take that away because it's probably meant to to get people to start using it. Right. But for right now, like, she went and got like a double fish fillet sandwich and fries, and like the double fish fillet is like maybe That's like, like six dollars. Yeah, I was say that's just like five six dollars. She got it for a dollar, and then got the fucking dollar fries or some shit. It was like two, you know, two something. For a double fish fillet and fries, just just because you did it online through the app instead of going through the fucking drive through and shit. And for local folks, every time the Pistons win, you get a free four piece. That too. Yeah. So, but every time they win, I, I'm going for lunch and I'll be having to taste some McDonald's. So I end up not going. I haven't <laughs> been in a while to even get it. So, but yeah, I haven't got it either. But I know every time the Pistons win, there's I some the deal in there. And shit. Yeah. yeah, it's like Pistons win, you get whatever. I don't even know what it is. You I mean you said it's four piece, but like yeah, that's not a four see. piece, six piece, or something. Like that. I think it's a four piece, but anyway, it's free, free food. Yeah, you know. So it's like it's ways you can kind of get around the expense of that shit right now. If you just get apps for everything that you use, you can save money somewhere. Mm-hmm. So it's it's dope, man. Like you can you can make it happen. So. But yeah, so uh, I, I I made a list actually this time and actually being a responsible podcaster nice. um, of a few things um, that I wanted to cover, but no, that's not it. Where the hell is my list? All right. Um, okay. <laughs> Your distance from the mic is... Uh, oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> is, it, it, uh, it, it's, it, it's showing... It worked out because, uh, ah, there it is. My bad. So I realized when I'm, I use uh, Google Keep as a um, note. Keep? Like yeah. K-E-E-P? Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's a note app that you could type in on a computer as well, and it just oh, okay. it just syncs in your computer. The problem that I have is that sometimes when I go to it, I'm logged in to my other Gmail account. Mm-hmm. So it won't show up. I'm used to one on my, I'm used to one on one account. Excuse me. So, yeah. So, I mean, anyway. So, I had this uh, stuff in the, I've been in the, in the news lately. So, 
And it has nothing to do with anything, but I just thought it was an interesting story. So the title of the story goes, Winner of $560 million lottery says she made a huge mistake. But I'm going to read the article because I, um, that doesn't really tell the story. Yeah, no, it doesn't because that doesn't sound like a mistake. It doesn't. A New Hampshire woman who bought a power t- power, uh, excuse me, Powerball ticket worth $560 million last year is fighting to remain anonymous, saying in a lawsuit that releasing her name would constitute a significant invasion of her privacy. Now, for those who are unfamiliar, in most states you have to acknowledge who you are for mm-hmm. the lottery winning and so far. Mm-hmm. This woman filed a suit against the commission saying that she made a huge mistake when she signed her name on the back of a ticket before contacting the lawyer who told her that she could have remained anonymous had she established a trust and had a trustee sign the ticket. So I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't Hmm. know you could even do that. I know a lot of, you know, I know it's a lot of states that say you have to sign it, but I didn't realize you could do that. I'm assuming you paying them a certain amount of money. They go up and sign it as you or whatever, and then you get your money and so forth. Hmm. Um, so that was the part I really needed to read. Basically, she's saying how, you know, she she works in the community. She wants to be able to do stuff like go to the grocery store and walk around anonymous and not winning. Dude, it's $560 million. Who gives a fuck if you want to go to the grocery <laughs> store? Dude. And now she, she, so that lottery was like early January. Now she's complaining how she's losing an unsurmountable amount of money and interest from her winnings because she can't claim it. Bitch, you signed a ticket. Tell them who you are. It don't fucking matter anymore, dude. (laughs) I just could not understand. I just, I don't get it. I mean, I understand. I would love to be anonymous, but if I fucked up and signed a ticket, fuck it. It's done. Right. (laughs) Like, I don't want to have to keep going to fucking work. Now that I, I, I got a, I got 560 million, Say after tax, you get three two hundred million. Just go for sake of argument. Two hundred million just there, and you fighting because you want to stay anonymous. You fucked up, bitch. I feel like she's some weird ass entitled white woman who just like she. I I, I just imagine the woman in the uh, Apple Care uh, video who smacks the thing. And, oh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Apple told me. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> you fucked up. You signed it. Just deal with it. Take the fucking money and do whatever you got to do. Doc. Change your phone number. Oh, no, that shit just irritated <laughs> me. They're like, you fucked up. You made the mistake, you know, and now you're, you're bitching because of the rules. If you don't want the fucking money, don't fucking take the ticket. Get a ticket away then. Right. That, I don't know. That shit... That, like you have so much fucking money to have and do the fuck you want to do. Why would you? Why? Why are you fighting this that fucking hard? And, and like, look, listen, lady. Like you can, <laughs> you do not need to go to the grocery store to and, and hope to maintain your anonymity. Like they got shipped now. Like you don't even got. <laughs> Pay your fucking what? I don't know what. I think shipped is like ninety dollars for the year or some shit. You got five hundred sixty million. Pay ninety dollars for the year and get your groceries delivered to you. Cause you got five hundred sixty <laughs> million fucking dollars and it right. shouldn't fucking matter. There is with five hundred sixty million dollars. There's a way around every obstacle that you can think of oh, <laughs> that will have that, shit's that so will affect fun. your anonymity. Dude, I don't. We grocery shop because we have to. It's just second nature. We do it. You know what I'm saying? If I had to give that up. Fuck it. I don't want right. a fucking grocery shop. I right. want that shit in my house anyway. Like, oh man, it just it just screams I don't know well, I don't know why to me it just screams just fucking entitlement and, and just oh. you the things you're doing in the community, you can do financially, 
You can still be there if you want, but you can do financially. Like I know, you know, it's tons of people. And I, after I read that story, I started just looking up people who went broke from like winning big and shit. And I see that shit happens, but dude, be responsible, take your millions and, and, and do well with it. Like oh, this is, oh, I don't think at, at five sixty. I don't think there's anything, any kind of obstacle that you can't overcome as far as like making sure motherfuckers don't either bother you or hit you up asking for loot. Like, oh man, so and so keep coming to my house. Well, you got five hundred sixty million. Move and then don't tell nobody your address. Oh, motherfuckers keep calling me. Change your number. Oh, I can't go shopping. Get it delivered. Like, like there's, but, but the there's anim- so many the, options. The, the, the anim- anonymity doesn't it only really applies to the, the the larger public that doesn't know you people that know you're gonna know you got money mm-hmm. like you know your inner circle you just all of a sudden just stop working and you have this you know ex- exorbitant uh, amount of cost housed and all the other crazy shit like people are gonna know anyway the people that's in your you know sphere influence are gonna know anyway why do you you know you just trying to stop Otis from Detroit from knowing your fucking name. How many <laughs> how many names do you remember of fucking millionaire winners from the lottery? Zero. I have no fucking clue what the last hundred people who won something that's not anybody I know. Because I don't know nobody who's won the fucking fucking for millions. So no no one fucking cares. No one fucking cares that it wouldn't matter anyway. The yeah. people in your circle is gonna know. They're gonna fucking know anyway. Yeah. Like I just cannot even if I did the people who are going to bug me most are the people I already know. It ain't yeah. going to be the fucking strangers. If it are, they're just strangers. How the fuck are they going to get in contact with you anyway? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, that shit just, it just pissed me off, man. <laughs> and I fucking work extra hours so I could take off for the week and shit. And this bitch is fucking pissed because she got 560 million, not thousand, million. And you're fighting to, to stay anonymous. And you're, like she says, she's losing and a, a huge amount of money interest. Yeah, but claim your fucking money. Oh, Lord. <sighs> yeah, so that was uh, one of the most interesting stories I've read this week. You um, your phone down like, God damn it. I know, like, I'm, I'm beating up my <laughs> phone that I have to pay for if I fuck up. Right, I'll, you don't have five don't have or five million. million. Yeah. Yeah, that's just... You got five or six million, you can throw a fit. Yeah, you can throw a fit. You can throw phones. You can throw cars. Shit, it don't make a fucking difference. <laughs> you throw you can, cars. You can do anything you fucking want with your fucking money, so, yeah. But yeah, so that's news. Um, locally wise, so the Blake got drafted. We recorded about that last week, right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, as of last week, for those who actually listened, I was particularly perturbed at the whole trade thing. Um, I, my my biggest gripe was that he he has a history of not being healthy and things of that nature. And I just was scared that he'll fuck around five games in the season, 10 games a season, fuck around, get injured. And then it's which just to be, be a fair, fucking way. Which still happen. Which is fair. <laughs> it still happen. But as of we stand today, uh, we are five and oh, since he's come and he's been a huge, huge, uh, great thing for the, uh, for the game. What's your, what's your thoughts on, on him so far? Uh, he's been, I think, Aside from what he's been doing, like, I think every game he's been, like, over... He, I think he had one game where he had 16 points, but the other ones he's been over 20. He's probably been, I, I'm guessing, just off the top of my head, probably about 20, 21 points a game average, probably about seven, eight rebounds, probably about five assists, something like that average since he came here. Perfectly good numbers, very good. But the 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 dopest thing about his, his arrival is has been the fact that I don't know what it is, but I guess maybe it's the 
injection of energy of having that uh, star caliber of a player has made everybody else play better. Like, everybody's been balling, man. Anthony Tauver's been, like, knocking down threes left and right. Ish Smith has been uh, holding his own. Stanley Johnson's been playing great. And then I'm watching tonight, and fucking Blake Griffin is, like, beasting this dude one-on-one in the fourth quarter. Like, like he, he like, literally up. cannot be defended. Like, he's just mowing over this dude like like me playing against a fucking eight-year-old or some shit like it's just like he couldn't even be defended and so it's like if you got if you got a star player that can essentially do whatever he wants and then you got his his presence making the complimentary players better like you're gonna you're gonna win some ball games and like granted the Pistons have I think four of their five games have been against teams who are on the second night of a back-to-back so there's that, but there's also the fact that the Pistons had a hard schedule to start off the season with, and now they're in a space where they have like I think I saw like like the fourth easiest schedule for the rest of the season. So it's like they you know they they struggled after Reggie Jackson got hurt. They were doing good prior to that, even with their hard schedule. He got hurt. They started losing some games. Now Blake's in. They're they've won five in a row, and like they're they're firing off. Firing on all cylinders, man. They 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 it, they're, they look really entertaining. To, they're really entertaining to watch. Um, are they playing perfectly? No. Have they struggled with teams that they should be theoretically Absolutely, beating? Yeah. Beating more soundly, yeah. But I am never going to be one to look at a win and be like, we should have won by this many points. Nah, a win nah. is a motherfucking win. That's, uh, that, that's like that's a coach thing. They could say as a fan. I'm, you know, you happy with the wins. You know, you you want the team to, you know, obviously improve on certain stuff. You know, we watching, the, you know, the game, and you know, they they could have, they should have, you know, that lead should have got wider, and then you know, Nets was coming back and shit. So, I mean, but they they did what they supposed to do in the time they supposed to do it. So, I just think that Blake brings a a, a real competitive demeanor. Like everybody seems like they want to play better now. Mm-hmm. You know, and that could be. Just a uh, you know the the attitude of him you know his playing I think also just a you know a, a reality check that you know all y'all niggas is expendable you know <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying you, you don't got to be playing here you know uh, so you know I think with the combination of that but you know I think his his you know I haven't seen any oddly enough I haven't seen any interviews from him um, I haven't uh, yeah I haven't seen any interviews from from Blake but I mean but everybody's playing better I mean it's hard not to interview Drummond when he has 26 rebounds like you got to talk to that guy <laughs> like 26 Man. fucking rebounds 27 Tw- 27 oh tonight. i don't know why i thought um yeah, i've read 27 which is his season high he also leads the league in rebounds so like yeah you got you got a guy leading the league in rebounds just, just just think of the the totality of that like the ball came off the the rim 27 times and he got it <laughs> like that's fucking nuts dog yeah that's crazy i mean i remember in, you know and you know, I, I'm I, I think I'm more of just a Pistons fan than an NBA fan now. But I, you know, in my days of being a staunch NBA fan, you didn't see twenty plus rebounds all the fucking time. I mean, uh-huh. you saw Rodman, you know, plus teens, high teen rebounds, but he wasn't pulling twenty five rebounds now. You know, so it's just it's just dope to see. You know, especially just you know Drummond. You always want more from that guy, and uh, you just got glad to see he's actually you know. He, and I shouldn't say actually now because he's been competing most of the season. But I think he definitely got a, a push once Blake got there. So I think it's they dope. have a great chemistry. Yeah, and I think early in the, like early you know five games ago when he first you know Blake got here, 
you know, he was throwing some dimes to Drummond, and he wasn't quite ready for him. And it's just chemistry, though. I mean, they ain't played together and shit. So yeah, but you know, shit was looking good. They was looking good tonight. So I'm curious about Friday's game when they played the Clippers. So that'd be the first time since the teams have played each other since the trade. So it should be interesting. I'm looking forward to watching it. Yeah, it's, it's been fun to watch them. It's, it's been really fun. I'm, I'm I'm enjoying what I've been seeing. I hope that uh, when Reggie Jackson comes back, that he can facilitate a little bit more and not try to be the guy and enforce things and and try to be I feel like he doesn't have to now i just hope he can realize that like he definitely doesn't have hope to. that's push that he doesn't have to be the guy i mean just you know just fit in and you know feed the ball and you know be a a, a threat you know because like last week when we were recording we, we uh i think we that's was well, last week i think we had posted you know the the uh, that little spill that isaiah did you know about you know yeah, our team being um, a heavy inside game and not really having a great perimeter game, um, but it's it's showing to be you know those aspects coming out. Ish is playing well, you know. Uh, uh, Tolliver is playing fucking well outside, mm-hmm. and so it should be dope, dude. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to to seeing them uh, take that eighth spot and hopefully uh, um, push Keep after the. Up. Um, to break and move up. I mean, right now, shit. Like I think we we were saying, it's like like three or f- most most of the lower seeds are like three or four games from like third, yeah, third yeah, spot. So you know they that hold whole the eighth spot, but they're four games from the third spot. Right. So, so a, a couple of win close. streaks, a couple of lose losing streaks for some other ones, and I think we right back in that shit. So yeah. So it's it's been it's been fun. So I hope things continue as they're going. Um, so. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to just – since we were talking about sports, since uh, we saw the press conference of our new coach today. Yeah, yeah, he sh- shaved his uh, – trimmed his beard up and put a suit on and right. said all the things that a new coach is supposed to say. Yeah, he was actually – yeah, so – and for those who live on the rock, um, we got uh, Matt Patricia, the defensive coordinator from, from the Patriots. Um, he actually – said he was going to coach us and he actually signed it. And so he's here. <laughs> uh, so I watched part of his, uh, interview earlier than I, you know, when we watched it, um, a little while ago, and like I said, he, I mean, like I said, he says everything he's supposed to say, you know, just polite and, you know, just, you know, just talked about his drive and wanting to, you know, do well here. And so, you know, sounds good, but you know, it's all, all about the play. So it should That's be interesting. That's what he's supposed to say. Yeah. He, yeah. He said, I think he's supposed to say, I just think the reporters are so fucking stupid. Doug. Like you can't ask a guy they who was, just got here the day of, like, so you gonna go to the Super Bowl? Like, come <laughs> on, man! Like, what do you think he was gonna say? Like, yes, yes, we can win the yes. Super Bowl this season. Like, right. you should have known that he was not gonna say, he was not gonna say definitively, yes, we can win a Super Bowl. He was not gonna say definitively, no, we can't win a Super Bowl. He wasn't even gonna say we're gonna, we gonna make the playoffs. All he said was that we're gonna continue to be get better. And, you know, that's an honest fucking answer. I mean, I think the – I would love to be a fly on the wall um, with the uh, – what's, what's the GM? Bob uh, – Oh, Bob Quinn. Bob Quinn yeah. and him, in the, you know, in the meeting talking together, like, you know, we just got to get these – you know, I'll say these niggas. You got to get these <laughs> niggas to the Super Bowl. Get these niggas to the playoffs. Like, you know, you got to get these niggas to the like, I feel like that could be the conversation behind closed doors, though. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. Like, hey, so what do you expect from me? You got to get these niggas to the Super Bowl. <laughs> these like, niggas in Detroit don't play. Man, yeah, we got to get you. You got to get you fitted for some Cardies. You like what? <laughs> yeah, we call them Yays here. Yeah, you be good. <laughs> so I got I got new glasses earlier this week, 
And uh, like, you know, what? I meant to actually um, mention it earlier when I saw your glasses. Like, yeah, they, I, I can never recall you having glasses. I, well, I've always had glasses. <laughs> I, I never paid. You wear them here? Yeah. Really? Did you have glasses with frames? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, okay. So that's and, different. Okay. And uh, somebody at work was so this. She's like mad young. She's like one of the interns. She's probably like. 19, 20 years old. She was like, oh, you got to do glasses? I'm like, yeah. She was like, those are kind of bougie. She's like, what are those, buffs? <laughs> I was like, like, no. <laughs> no, no, they're not. I'm, I'm, I'm mildly impressed that you uh, are you aware think, you, of this terminology, I, but no. I'm, I'm, I'm almost impressed you would think highly of me to get some, but yeah. uh, nah, not no, not I, 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 I almost considered trying to get some old expensive-ass like glasses, and I was just like, Nah, I'd rather spend my money other ways. Like the guys I have work, there's nothing wrong with them. It, pro- it prompted a conversation in the elevator about people spending too much money on glasses and and all that kind of shit. I kind of be, I kind of wanted to be like, niggas been getting killed over Cardi's for decades. You think I'm about to buy that shit? That, do do <laughs> like, I want to be at a gas station at night with some Cartiers looking around like? I don't want to be at a point where I had to tuck my glasses in to be anywhere. <laughs> right. like, like we have not emerged from the uh, no. niggas getting killed over Cardi's no. era yet. It might so. be a lot of stuff going on downtown. You know, you might have Gilbert buying up the whole fucking city, <laughs> but uh, niggas will still you get got. Yeah, you can't still lose your life yeah, over so. some fucking Cardi's. I'm, I'm no, not. I'm not I trying to not. spend fifteen hundred dollars on some glasses no. to ultimately get killed over them. Yeah, no, so. young lady, these are not buffs. Nah, I'm um, so, uh, speaking <laughs> yeah. of sports, and, and we're not going to keep talking about sports, so we don't want to harp on that, but Buffs. there did just, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that funny. was funny because she's like, she's black, but she's not like black, black. She's like black, but yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, uh, you must've heard about buffs on like a song or something. Yeah. You, like, yeah, yeah, you, 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 you don't know this life. You don't, you like, don't know that life at all. Like I said, she's probably like 19. She's probably like, I, I know she's not 21. So she's like 19, 20, like Niggas been getting killed over Cardi's before you was born, ma. Like, like, no, I'm not wearing those. But one, I think, well, one, she kind of killed herself because people know what fucking Cartier's look like. So people yeah. that don't, no one just looks at them like, are those, you already know they are. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, you come in there with some big old wood frames and shit. You know? <laughs> they like, yeah, nah, that's that's drug dealers and, uh, drug dealers and, and fucking uh, rappers and shit. And some yeah. NBA players. I think I seen drumming with some. Yeah, no, I, I've seen drumming with some. Uh, so, um, like I said, we're not going to harp on sports. We're gonna we're gonna leave the sports section uh, fairly quickly. But we do have to stay on it for one thing because there was um, I don't know what's the name of that event. Oh, uh, that big sporting event that just happened I think on it's Sunday. When they have the oblong uh, football Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, that that thing. Yeah, yeah, just the biggest sporting event in the world. Yeah, the biggest yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> so, so that so, yeah that happened on Sunday. And I don't want to talk about the Super Bowl. I don't really give a shit. Um, fucking Patriots lost. Sweet. I don't care. I, you know, I, I just give a shout out to Brandon Graham, uh, Detroit's own. Yeah. Uh, uh, he made the uh, the the one sack in the game that that changed the game. So uh, he Detroiter went to Crockett High, then went to U of M, then you know played in the NFL. So you know it was Detroit got it that made it all happen for Philly. So congrats to them for sure. But uh, the reason I want to talk about the Super Bowl was because a certain young man named Justin Timberlake performed at the halftime. He did. And uh, I kind of want to talk about a lot of what I saw on the internets, RIP Combat Jack. Well, I'm going to uh, um, get some water. Continue. I can hear you. And- okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of want to talk about uh, uh, this young man named Justin Timberlake who performed at halftime. I've made no secret of my uh, adoration for Justin Timberlake. <laughs> I think he makes awesome fucking music. And um, 
One of the things that I noticed over the weekend was there was the what has now become the norm of uh, anti-Justin Timberlake uh, <laughs> conversations popping off. And I noticed two things because also Justin Timberlake released an album uh, two days before the Super Bowl called uh, Man of the Woods, which had all kinds of controversy going in because people were thinking it was going to be a country album for whatever the fuck reason. And so there was the combination of conversation about the quality of his album versus or in addition to the quality of his halftime performance. So in the halftime performance, uh, actually, I'm not even going to talk about the halftime performance. It, it doesn't fucking matter. What I want to talk about was the reaction afterwards. So, like, after the halftime performance, the... Uh, hand. Was that? Hand sanitizer. Okay. After the halftime performance, there was, I would say, a good... What I, what I would say was probably a strong, like, 50-50 split on the quality of his halftime performance. There were people... I saw people that were saying... He was better than Beyonce at his at his performance. Well, and then I saw that, there's always gonna be that exaggerated uh I, I, commentary. We could, we could talk every single week about some fucking over exaggerated ass commentary, but we're gonna talk about it today. But we could talk every week about that kind of shit. But then there was also people who were like, Hey, this shit fucking sucked. And it was the same thing with his album. Oh, this shit fucking sucks. Yada yada yada. So what I wanted to talk about so First thing, I know you saw the halftime performance. Have you listened to his album? Yes. Okay, so the first the halftime performance. The halftime performance was in my opinion mediocre. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It existed, whatever. Um but you got like I said, you got people saying, "Oh, this is the best fucking halftime performance. It's fucking amazing." I saw somebody was like, "It's better than Beyoncé." And then I saw people like, this is the worst fucking halftime performance I've ever seen. How dare you disrespect Prince by projecting him onto a fucking screen? Like, yeah, that's wild. That's wild, disrespectful, whatever the fuck. That's stupid. Uh, and the reason I want to talk about it was because and I, I've, we've talked about this so many times. The idea of like everything has to be the absolute worst or the absolute best. And I, I don't understand why people refuse to place their opinions somewhere in the gray. Like, it was okay. It was good. I liked it. It was all right. It was... I didn't really feel it. It's either like, this is the worst shit ever, or this is the best shit ever. So, speak to speaking to his uh, album, what were your thoughts? I thought the album was okay. I think that... I think that the people in in the in his in his record in, in the record industry in his corner, I think they debuted the wrong single. I don't think that single was just uh, it. I think it it didn't do the album justice of promoting it. Mm-hmm. I didn't think the single was the greatest. I like some songs on there um, much better than I like the single. Um, so I thought the album was cool. It was definitely not the in the wild Brokeback Mountain type shit that people, I think people thought it would be like, I think, you know, the whole, you know, being out in the fucking country or some shit that I think a lot of people thought it could be like some random country album, him like channeling his white roots or some shit mm-hmm. or whatever. And it was nothing like that. I mean, you know, I like to say he has some songs I, I, I like more than, more than the, uh, the single, um, songs I didn't like on it, but it's definitely not his, 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 
his best album, but I didn't think it was trash. You know, a lot of it sound like typical Justin shit, but you know, I didn't think it was his best album, but I wasn't trash by no means. I, I just think his single, just the single, they I think they picked the wrong single to, to put out for it. So I didn't think it was awful or nothing though. Yeah. I mean, like, so the, when you said like, you know, I didn't think it was trash. I think, I don't know why people are opposed to holding that opinion. I didn't think it was trash. That's not a wildly controversial opinion, no. right? But like, I was seeing people like, this is the worst shit. I hate this thing. Yeah, they fuck Justin Timberlake. This shit sucks. I saw like a, I can't remember who it was. It was some respected publication talking about just how like awful this album was. I'm like, this is a horrible, this is the worst shit. And I'm like, bruh, like we live in an age where somebody like fucking Lil Uzi Vert is celebrated and we sitting here talking about Justin Timberlake put out the most trash-ass album. And I'm listening to this shit. I'm like, look, I'm a fucking Justin Timberlake stan. Is this his best album? No. Is it his worst album? Probably. Is it bad? No. Like, I'm listening to it. I'm like, okay, so it's it's whatever. It's all right. It's decent. Like, I got to probably... I think the 10th track is like an interlude. Mm-hmm. So I got to the 10th track... And by the time I was at the 10th track out of 16, I didn't find any track particularly offensive. Like, I think there was one. It was, like, called Wave or something like that that I offensive thought was, like, how, Huh? Offensive. Offensive, like, offensively bad. Like, all this oh, shit sucks. Oh, okay, okay. Like, um, I think, like, Wave, I think it was, like, the 6th or 7th track, something like that. I thought that song was kind of whack. But by the time I hit the interlude at the 10th track, I'm like, I... I I have no problems with any songs other than that one. So if I'm at the 10th track out of 16 and I've only found one song that I'm like, this shit's kind of whack. How is this like the most deplorable album you've ever heard? Like, oh, it's the worst shit ever. And I'm like, I'm on the 10th track and I'm not, I'm not offended at all. Like I'm not, I'm not sitting here like this shit sucks. Like I'm like, it was, it was cool. Like I think, the best, the, the the most accurate thing that I could say about his album is that I think the end of it, maybe like the last five songs or so, I don't think I found any of those five to be particularly good. Like, I didn't find any of them to be bad. Well, no, there's one that I really didn't like. It was like a, it's called Flannel. And it was like, it sounded like a fucking Christmas carol or some shit. And I was like, this shit's. Like what is the I think fuck the, is the this? one I didn't like was I think it was Saucy or some shit or yeah, that was like the third song. Yeah, I didn't care for that one more so than I think more most of the songs. But that one started off and I was like, Ugh, nope. But then once it like fully kicked in, I was like, okay, this ain't so bad. So I let that one go. But like that flannel song, I was like, man, this shit dog. I was like, this shit sounds like some fuck like a Christmas carol. I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is. And then I think also people were fucked up by the titles of the songs because like at that point it was like flannel then there was one called like the next was like montana and there was something about like breeze off the pond and like like the, all the songs had like this weird kind of like like the titles were kind of yeah. titles the titles like, kind of uh, the, the titles of the song it sounded like camping and I'm yeah like, which is what this? i thought you know when the first out from the first uh, you know single the the cover art all that shit the titles match that shit yeah and i'd be willing to bet that most of the people who thought it was trash listened to the first song and didn't hear another fucking song on the album and went through the track list and i i saw a guy that was like 
this album sucks. He to go on somewhere with all this country shit. I'm like, okay, you didn't listen to it. You didn't listen to it. Hey, it, it's maybe like one, maybe two songs that you could uh, interpret as being country. Like, I, I, that was it out of 16. Well, 15 if you don't count the interlude. Like, it wasn't nothing country about this album. But the maybe like the last five or so tracks, I was like, eh, I'm not really impressed. But none of them were bad other than that flannel one and that other one that was called like Wave or something like that. Both of those, I was like, fuck these songs. And then like the last five, which included the flannel song, I was kind of like, I'm not really interested in any of these. But I also don't have any songs on there that I was like, if I was to make like a best of Justin Timberlake playlist, uh, why did I make it sound like a hypothetical? I've done this. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, it's not like something you've done. I'm like, you have it? Actually, let me let me like sticky note bullet point this because I have a I have another topic that's related to that. Okay, but um, <laughs> I I wouldn't put any songs off of this album on a best of just Justin Timberlake playlist. None of them. Like I don't think any of them are like particularly great. I can, I can great. see that. I can see that. So it's like I, I I'm very like apathetic about it. Like I I don't really feel like it was. I don't feel like it was good, but I also don't feel like it was bad. I'm just kind of just like it was okay. I can listen to maybe like six of these songs moving forward, but like it's it's nothing particular. But it's nothing particularly offensive either. And I listened to. Like I said, I made like 10 tracks in. I'm like, why are people shitting on this album? Like, it's not great, but it's not horrible either. Like, why are people tripping? And then uh, juxtapose that with the Super Bowl performance. And I'm like, why can't people just be like, it was okay, or it wasn't that good, or it was mediocre, or I didn't really like it. Why does it have to be like, this is the worst fucking Super Bowl performance in history? This is the worst Justin Timberlake shit I've ever heard in my life. This album is horrible. Like, but that's what I, people I do, just, man. People can, I don't people, understand. People that. are somehow unable to 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 be middle ground with things. It's either one or the other. It's either the most wor- worst shit ever, or it's the the goat. And it's like that's to like, <laughs> I th- and I think that's to like to garner attention because you know that if you if you only live in the extremes then people are gonna like feed into that you're gonna build up conversation people are gonna be talking about what you said and and like it's it's to create controversy and it's like i mean yeah I, like why don't you just like stop I, letting the internet tell you how to feel and just like listen to some shit feel away like it or don't and live your life like why you gotta like base your opinion on what you think people are going to agree or disagree with after the fact. Cause if you have a thing that like, say people say like a lot of people like something, right. And then you come out and go, I think that thing is whack, man. People will be like, Oh, that's my shit. That's my shit. How could you? And then conversely, if you think something is whack and everybody, I mean, if you think something is great and everybody else think it's whack, same deal. And I think like people like live in those extremes because they know that's going to generate the most conversation. And I'm like, why are you basing your opinions on how people are going to react? Or why are you basing your opinions on whether or not it's in line with what other people are saying? I think people let the internet tell them how to feel. And that shit is, like, so fucking corny to me. Like, enjoy or dislike whatever it is that you enjoy or dislike and just live in that space. Don't let the internet tell you how you should feel about something 
and then roll with it because you're too chicken shit to say I feel differently. Like, I think that's cowardly. And my wife tells me all the time, she's like, I think that you like to be contrarian almost. Like, I see a whole bunch of people say I, something is whack, and I'm like, well, I think it's good. And I don't, I'm not trying to be contrarian. I'm just being like what I think is the case. There's a lot of times people say something is whack as fuck. I'd be like, yeah, that's just whack. But to me, it's just like, I'm just not rolling with what everybody else says just because that's what everybody else is saying. Like, this album to me is like, it's it, like if I could give it a grade on like A to F, I'd probably give it like a C plus, something like that. But everybody else is living in the world of A plus or F minus. Like, like there's a, so much space in between. And that's what people are just with everything in center. That's just so crazy to me. Though. I just, you know, like, a, and, and not to say that I, I garner any crazy attention on Facebook when I post shit. But if I were to post it, that Justin Timberlake album was uh, was cool. No one would have said shit to me. Now, if I said it was the greatest fucking album he had, of course I'm gonna get the reaction. Oh, that's garbage. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Or if I say, man, it's the worst shit I've ever. You know. You you know. And you, I think people live for that. They, yeah. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, as far as the performance, um, I know you said it was just me. I thought it was okay. I, I felt that he's had more energy. More he done done a lot better on performances. One thing I did like about it was all of the live bands that he had out there. He had multiple live music bands out there, so I thought that was kind of cool. Um, contrary to most of of the world, um, I thought the small tribute of the Prince was kind of cool. Um, I, that shit was so fucking dumb. <laughs> not the not the tribute to Prince, the reaction to it. Yeah, yeah, it was just like it was so fucking dumb. Yeah, because people were like, "Oh, he's gonna have a Prince hologram." And now I'm mad in advance because Prince said he don't like holograms. I watched the Super Bowl. You watched it too. Did you see a fucking hologram? Because I didn't. Well, so, but I okay. saw mad people so, like, I can't believe he disrespected so Prince by doing a hologram. Because really, I, I think I had posted on Facebook. So I'm like, well, it wasn't a hologram technically. <laughs> I mean, but it was tasteful. I mean, and I thought it was cool. I I, I, I went through. So I seen a uh, a, a Facebook friend post about the whole Prince thing on there. A girl commented on there saying that she was almost brought to tears being angry about him doing the tribute to Prince. So then I clicked on her Facebook page just to see if she posted anything. She had a rant about how pissed off she was that, that Justin Timberlake had the audacity to do a tribute. Although he he didn't want a hologram, so of course everybody's on there like, well, it wasn't a hologram. I don't care, it was a hologram. <laughs> it was still a projected image. Blah 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 blah. blah. I'm like, oh my god, How, are you really? Is it really? Uh, are you really that serious to be in tears about a performance of a of I a think, dead artist? I think if you rant that hard, you probably are that serious to be in tears. You know you what you're that right. stupid. You're right. Because you're, you're right. that yeah. dumb. Yeah. If you if you're willing to go that far to even say that, you probably are. Which if, you are. If, yeah. If you thought that um, the Prince thing was a hologram, then every movie you ever seen was a hologram. Everything. <laughs> like every Everything. movie you ever saw in your entire life was a hologram. Like Everything. Tupac at Coachella. That was a hologram. That's a hologram. Just Prince at the Super Bowl was a projection on a screen, like that's so totally did, different. Did shit. you see that? Uh, 
Sheila E. at I guess contacted Justin Timberlake about the hologram. Nah. This is before the performance or whatever. Mm-mm. She had tweeted something about, you know, she she really hopes this doesn't happen, blah, blah, blah. So it was funny. After she said, after I seen the tweet about that, I was like, I'm pretty sure that Sheila E., being the celebrity she is and the history she has, especially with Prince, could probably call up Justin Timberlake and have a conversation. You know, I just tweeted just, you know, randomly. And I guess, of course, she ended up talking to his people. And he was like, I assure you there is no hologram and all this stuff. So I'm I'm pretty sure she actually knew what the fuck was going to happen, though. Mm -hmm. But I'm just like... Why are y'all so fucking pissed? And uh, and some of the things I heard, I don't know if you had as well. They were saying that that Justin and Prince didn't have a a good relationship when he was here, yeah. and that Prince. And no, I'm sorry that Justin had disrespected him on a couple on a bunch of things that joked about his height or some shit or some other. First off, who hasn't? But <laughs> you know, like I, it, I just felt it was just so fucking extra and extreme, dude. I mean, the, the tribute was all a fucking thirty seconds, and honestly, I thought the tribute of the fucking print sign outside was the best part about it. I thought that was dope. Yeah, that was dope as fuck, dude. Yeah, like that because it's like it's funny, you know, they pan off, and when they pan, they go to like this outside view of the dome. And for like split second before it happened, I'm like, why the fuck are they outside? Like the song is still going on. Yeah. And then when you need to see the, the symbol pops up. I thought that was pretty dope. That I was, thought it was cool too. That was like the coolest thing on that. But I think people just extra. I think that was just dumb to even bitch about that. Um, and I'm kind of with you. I don't think the performance was all that, uh, all that great. Like I say, I like the live, the live bands and stuff like that, but I thought it was tasteful. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it was it was dope. It was it was it hit to that little fucking thirty seconds of a song he did with him on a fucking fucking bathrobe or some shit, whatever the fuck that thing was. <laughs> he said it was a bathrobe. <laughs> was, 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 it was decent. It was cool. I, I don't see what the the thing is. If he wouldn't have, if he would have went to fucking Minnesota and did a whole thing without Prince, people would be bitching about how can you do a song and sing without exactly. without fucking, you know, tribute to Prince. And exactly. then you do a tribute to Prince. Oh, it's, it's a hologram. Not a hologram. It's a projection. Whatever. Blah, 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 blah. blah. <laughs> right. Like, come on, man. Pick, pick, pick us. Pick a neutral side. Don't don't be angry, you know, at dumb shit. <laughs> that that's exactly where I thought too. Like, if you perform at the Super Bowl in Minnesota and you don't do a pr- tribute to Prince after he recently and died, you are in R and B, I can see if you, you rap. I can see if you're the rapper or something. But if you right, just did, yeah. if you just if you're any R and B person and you don't do any kind of tribute to Prince, there, yeah, they're gonna fry you alive. So you really can't win, dude. You can't win, but. One thing I I have noticed, you know, we, we, we I think we we all have noticed about just people in general, their their uh, their memory spans are really short. Really short. Come come spring, come summer, no one's going to give a fuck. And Justin Timberlake could be the star that he's always been, and he'll be touring, and everybody's going to go. Listen, if you could fuck around and support whole ass rapey ass R. Kelly every time he <laughs> goes somewhere, you could you can get over this bullshit and, and go back to your fanship like you've been doing for Justin. Right. So whatever. That was another thing that irritated me was how everybody hated him all of a sudden right before it was time for him to perform. It was like, oh, man, we hate Justin Timberlake now. Like, you didn't hate him when you was selling, buying all tickets to his shows and shit, buying all his albums and shit when he do, when he was doing songs with T.I. Like, now all of a sudden it's like, it's like I said, it, it's one, it's like people leech on to an opinion, and if that opinion starts trending, everybody just like, 
hops on that bandwagon. So if it becomes cool to say, like, I think Justin Timberlake uh, is profiting off of black music and Justin Timberlake is uh, being disrespectful to Prince, yada, 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 people are just going to hop on, hop on that. And that's like, stop letting the internet tell you how to feel. Like, that shit is so fucking corny. And it, it like, goes across all aspects of media, man. TV, movies, music, all that shit. Something drops... Like I'm, I, I am, I'm, I'm very, very concerned about when Black Panther drops. When Black Panther comes out, it doesn't even matter whether or not this movie is going to be good or not. Like this movie could fucking suck, and there will be eight billion. There, there's going to be on Thursday night. There's going to be people that are like, this is the best fucking black thing that's ever happened to black people. This movie is better than Rosa Parks. This movie is better than fucking fried chicken. <laughs> like, this is the Parks. best fucking movie that has ever fucking happened just because they want to be the first person to say the most wildly over-the-top exaggerated shit ever. Well, and then I everybody's going to hop on that opinion. That's, that's, the movie could be mad <laughs> mediocre, but like... That's not, what's gonna they're happen. Not, they're not gonna let this movie be mad mediocre. There's no they're way. Not. There's no way. And like, I don't understand why people let the internet tell them how to think. Like, just man, like what you like. Like, like a uh, fucking fucking Ray J. I <laughs> love who you be, who you want to be. Love who you want to love. love. <laughs> like, like you, you don't gotta fucking like just like enjoy Ray J. Your the shit, guy man. With, with timeless so fucking fuck, quote. He's so nigga. fucking wise. He's like the Yoda of fucking R and B. <laughs> he's, like, he's so fucking wise man like love who you want to love man don't let the internet tell you what to like dog and it's like that's all it is is like people just like have people are so scared of holding their own opinion if it's different than what everybody else is saying and it's like the thing is what everybody else is saying only exists because people just want to believe the same shit that everybody else believe in and be part of a group. It's not even like everybody else is saying it because it's valid. They're just saying it because that's what everybody else is saying. So it shouldn't be that hard for you to just be like, I don't like that thing or I do like that thing. Like, I don't like how people are like letting the internet tell them, tell them what to think and how to feel, what to enjoy, what to like, what to embrace. Like, you can't, you, you too scared to hold your own opinion because of what people you don't even know think. Absolutely. Like, that's so fucking corny, man. And it's like that, and and it was rampant over the weekend regarding Justin Timberlake, man. Like, these same people love this motherfucker when he was doing, when he was with NSYNC, when he was working with Pharrell on his first albums, working with Timbaland, all that shit. Nobody had any problem with Justin Timberlake. And then somebody on Twitter was like, hey, Justin Timberlake, uh, he uh, got away with, not too much backlash over the Janet Jackson incident, and Janet Jackson took all the heat for it, and now J- Justin Timberlake's a piece of shit. No, and the wild thing about that is, is it's largely true, but when that happened, which was like, what, fucking like 10, 15 years ago, <laughs> nobody said that shit, but some random motherfucker decided in 2017 that Justin Timberlake was a piece of shit from 2002 and I was like you know what fuck Justin Timberlake and then everybody else was like yeah uh uh yeah yeah fuck Justin Timberlake yeah fuck him and now everything he does is whack as fuck because the internet decided that they didn't like him anymore because 
they're too chicken shit to hold their own opinions. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it's two things I think I, I wish probably would have kind of happened. And one is probably a little more wild, wild, uh, far fetched. But one, and I think a lot of people can attest, I think you as well, is that I do wish that Justin was more vocal as to that incident. For sure. Like he was really like, I think he's done some interviews or anything came with that. But I think he never really owned that, that situation. And knowing how, how, shitty janet was treated with that mm-hmm. i feel like he could have said more done more because you know his influence uh would have definitely carried um so that's one i honestly think justin didn't need the the attention of the super bowl i felt like if he could have done everyone justice including janet and just declined it yeah yeah like you know you know despite and I think this would have been this would I think because like I said he doesn't need the fucking publicity he can sell albums without the Super Bowl performance for sure. But I felt like if he would have declined the Super Bowl performance in reason and because how they and publicly spoke out of how they did her, all would have been fucking well. Yeah, all would have been well. So I think that if that would have happened, I think that would have, I think that would have definitely gave him brownie points. And I think he could have just been honest, and that could have been the, that could have been the greatest apology ever, as to be like, I'm not doing it because of the way how that shit popped off. That would because been, she was definitely uh, treated unfairly in the whole situation for sure, and he pretty much got off like you know, like white men do. So you know <laughs> what I'm saying? I, you know, I think those two things. You know, uh, and like I say, the second one, you know, may not be the most popular opinion, but I feel like he could have just avoided the whole performance, and I think that would have grew him far in the graces of people. But you know, fuck people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I'm saying people are gonna be angry or mad, and you know, and they go do their thing, and then they will forget three months later. So you know, come summer. Justin songs will be popping on the radio still and people will still be loving it. He'll be touring and you know, shit will be all good. So whatever. Yeah. So, um, I have two more topics I want to talk about before we, before we wrap this up. Cause we are miraculously pushing on an hour. It doesn't feel like it's been an hour. I know. I know. That's crazy. But, um, then we just started off strong and just kept going. Um, yeah. so, Oh, what, what no, 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 no. Go ahead. You're good. Go ahead. Oh, so, um, I, I kind of want to talk about something I experienced today. Um, I, decided that i wanted to go to um the detroit shop which is a store that exists in downtown detroit where you can go in there and buy like detroit gear you can buy like when i say gear i don't necessarily mean like clothes but like you can buy fucking coasters books hats uh t-shirts hoodies um any kind of Detroit cups, any kind of Detroit-based shit, and you can find it's not necessarily just like hey shit with the old English D on it, but like anything with like old maps of how it used to look and really? all, all kinds. Of, yeah, you can get all kinds of like retro shit. Like you can get all kinds of dope shit at the Detroit shop, right? So I'm like, let me roll over there. I want to find a, a birthday gift for my brother. I wanted to see if I could find maybe like a like a water bottle or something that I could keep at work. Some Detroit-based shit. So. The Detroit shop has moved locations in the downtown location to various buildings on Woodward. And it's floated around. So I'm like, let me walk to the current location. I walk down there and it's like it moved farther down Woodward from my job. So it was like a longer walk. It was like closer to the Fox by this point. Oh, shit. So I walk down there and I get down and this motherfucker ain't open. And it's like maybe like 11 30 in the morning something like that definitely well within business hours 
And I go up there and I'm like, damn, this shit ain't open. So it's like located currently within the David Whitney building, right? So I go in there and they got a front desk and shit. And I'm Which like, building is the David Whitney building? It's like the one right at the corner, um, uh, where uh, that that people mover stop at Grand Circus Park. Oh, uh, okay, I got you. So it's like I go in there and I go to the front desk and I'm like, hey, um, do you know when they open? Because I'm like, it's like eleven o'clock and they ain't open yet or whatever. And they're like, well, um, she looks at like this this sheet of paper that has hours on it that's behind the desk. I'm, I know that's what she's looking at. She's like, well, they're open from 10 to 6 on Tuesday through Thursday. And this was to, no, it wasn't today, it was yesterday. Um, so, Tuesday. I'm like. So, they should be open when you Yeah, there. so I'm like, so why aren't they open? She's like, well, they don't really see too much business down here. And I'm like, okay. And? <laughs> and I'm just, so I'm just like. So she's, she's like, rationalizing why they're not open. Although yeah, they like, say they're supposed to be open. Yeah, and I'm like, well, I, I'm like, uh, I don't know what that's supposed to really mean to me. So, so I, I leave out and I'm like, I open up their like website and shit, and I see they got a location in Somerset Mall. For those that don't know, Somerset Mall is located in uh, Troy? Troy, Rochester, something like that, which is about a smooth 30, 30, 30 I'd say about thirty minutes maybe out of out of Detroit. It's and Somerset Mall is our is our bougie mall. That's where all the people with money go and shit. They got fucking Nordstroms in that bitch and all the, all the kind of shit that costs shit that costs amounts of money and shit. Yeah, shit that co- costs way more money than it's worth, and that people go there so they can spend a bunch of money on shit to say they spent a bunch of money on shit, not to buy shit that's worth a bunch of money to buy shit that has a higher price tag so they can say that they bought expensive shit. And I'm like. I ran off a whole... I was so mad because we already are dealing with right now how Detroit has been... uh, Yeah, I'm going to use this word. Detroit has been infected by white people. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's been fucking infected by the virus known as white people who are like, oh, Detroit's trying to, like, come back up again? Let me come down there and uh, pop up on the weekends and go to shit that's going on down there and run back to the suburbs in my Detroit t-shirts and shit like that and trying to rep the resurgence of Detroit and trying to rep Detroit as a whole and then I'm going to take my little lily pale white ass back to the fucking suburbs and live out here. It's So we've been infected with that shit, man. Fucking hipsters and fucking whatever the fuck else, right? And I'm like, you mean to tell me that the actual Detroit location of the Detroit shop which is the name of it is closed, but the Somerset location up in fucking hell. dirty white feet fucking suburbs is open all the time, so that the posers and the fucking uh, wannabes can buy their gear that makes them look like they give a fuck or that they somehow support Detroit or that there's some Detroiters. They can buy it safely from half an hour out of the city and they can front wherever the fuck they go. They ain't even got to come into Detroit to fucking pretend like you can stay out there and pretend you ain't even got to come to this bitch. Man, I was so fucking mad, dog. Cause I'm like, man, that that's the kind of shit. This is why I say white people are fucking garbage, dog. Cause like, don't fucking be like, yeah, let me, let me rep Detroit. Now that it's starting to pop again downtown and come down here Ray like ha, like contribute to like the opening of like these bougie ass stores downtown where where it costs fucking two hundred dollars for a scarf and like 
building up all this shit so you can go down there and feel good about yourself, like feel like you're worth a damn and feel like you, you know, you you can go down there and be be rich white person who spends all this money in fancy Detroit and buys like Detroit is the new black t-shirts that cost 50 fucking dollars for no I reason even though it's made out of I goddamn I still don't understand uh, Detroit is the new black that's just made out of fuck their clothes are made out of paper towel and it's like $50 and shit for it and like why are you out here buying this shit and fronting and then somebody like me who's born and raised in this bitch I can't even go down there to buy a goddamn cup because the fucking white people don't come down there during the week because they're too busy living out in the suburbs and shit. And they go out and get their shit on the week or they come in in the weekend when all the other white people come or they stay out there in the suburbs of Somerset in the fucking rich ass mall and buy themselves fucking, uh, you know, their their expensive ass T-shirts that are fucking cheaply made. Like you can't even fucking wash them bitches or the fucking lettering's going to come off. But you pay $50 for that T-shirt so you can front. And, like, man, that shit is... Man, I'm so sick of fucking white people just, like, taking shit, claiming it as their own, and then diluting it into some fucking gross fucking uh, cheapened version of what it really is. Like, it, like, there's, there's like, a... Uh, like a, a string of like videos and shit like shit, it's called some like shit white people ruin or white no white people ruin everything that's the name of it google that shit google white people ruin everything and you will see white people trying to do black shit and fucking it up and that's what this is it's like white people are like oh that's popping let's make that ours now and then they fuck it up and that's exactly what this is and that shit made me so mad dog i'm like man i just want to go down to this bitch and get a cup and a t-shirt and i can't fucking get a cup and a t-shirt meanwhile fucking bougie ass white folks paying 50 dollars for a raggedy shirt and they can do that shit in the comfort of fucking suburbia and they ain't even got to come to this bitch and get it I, oh shit i hate <laughs> i i i strongly strongly hate loath all of the words you can associate with that any company business that Uses Detroit name that's not in Detroit. Yes, I absolutely fucking hate it. I hate it, all of it. I hate, hate it. it, hate it. It's fucking. It's a. It's fucking. It's a fucking place in uh, which I found somebody I know worked there, which is kind of crazy. But it's a fucking place in Ferndale called Detroit Axe. Detroit. Oh, Detroit Axe. Yeah, the, Ferndale is full of fucking Detroit. This and Detroit. Yeah, they got, they got a Detroit, Detroit taco donut or a Detroit and... donut or some shit. I remember there was a. It was something a uh, Detroit. Was it a yogurt place or something? Something where the person who had it, it was a person in Detroit trying to claim the name, and it was a person in Plymouth. Plymouth. Like, Jeez, come on. I, I cannot stand any. Because the, the thing is, you're solely, you're solely using Detroit's name to sell your shit, and you're not in Detroit. You should not be able my, I feel like if you're going to use Detroit's name and you're out of the city, you should be able to donate most of your fucking money to some fucking cause in Detroit because you're not in Detroit. You use this name. Why can't it be fucking Ferndale Sausages? That just sounds crazy. Um, <laughs> and yeah, Whatever the fuck it is. And you using it to sell whatever the fuck it is. So you think it's popping enough to use it to sell your business. But it's not. But it, you, it's, it's not, not popping pop enough for you to actually be in that bitch. Yeah. Like that. Like that's what irritates me, man. And I'm so sick of this shit, dog. Like I said, white people ruin everything, dog. Like why y'all got to fuck up everything? Just stay like. Just stay where the fuck you at. Just keep doing whatever the fuck you do. Eat your unseasoned chicken. Fucking walk around barefoot outside, out in fucking Bloomfield, and just stay out there and just live your fucking 
white ass life. Why you gotta come here, ruin everything, and like take it and then go back somewhere else? Like just stay where you at and ruin where you live. Like why you gotta come here and ruin our shit and then go somewhere else? Like you don't even live in what you ruin. Like what? Like why do they Your do that? Your business is not even in the place that you're fucking ruining. Like you're. you're... <sighs> I've had that that fucking beef forever, man, and I, I absolutely hate it. It's just getting worse. It's getting worse, and it's just it's it's all these fucking Detroit name businesses. It's not even in the city, not serving the city, not doing the city. You're not even paying city fucking taxes or whatever, and you're using the city's name to promote your bullshit just outside of the city. That shit, that shit burns me up. I hate that shit. I I, I absolutely hate that shit. And the I, history of this city too, man. Like to be doing that shit, that makes it burn even worse, man. Like the fact that they ran up out of here like that, and then now they want to, now they're trying to come back in. Now they're starting to pop, but they don't want to actually come back in. They just want to come here, get some shit that they can wear somewhere else, and then leave back out. Like, did, like why do it like a fucking virus, did dog? Watch, like, did you watch? Was this the Grammys? Gross. Was the Grammys when uh, was it was the Grammys when one of the dudes had a Detroit shirt on with a jacket? Yeah, uh, for one of the fucking Jonas Brothers. Jonas dog. Brothers and somebody. Fuck, man? Somebody t- uh, tweeted that uh, that's what uh, that's what people from rural Oak look like when they come to Easter Market to shop. <laughs> <laughs> oh so man, true. I was dying, dude! I was like, "That's it." So that's true. they go to they go to Somerset and buy Detroit shit from that Detroit shop, and then they come to Detroit and go to fucking Eastern Market, or they go downtown to fucking Campus Marshes, and they go to these fucking. Uh, hipster ass bars. They go to the fucking sugar house, or they go get their grand ass fucking barbecue from Slows, or they go to the Keep, or they go to all this <laughs> other crazy shit, you know, in Detroit. And then they leave and take their asses way back to fucking Sterling Heights and Bloomfield and Ferndale and Royal Oak and all this other shit and whatever, man. That shit is so fucking annoying. At first, you only just seen white people that came down for a fucking hockey game. And the Tigers. That was it. Now it's just, you go down, you see white people running in the fucking middle of Woodward. Like, where the fuck did y'all come from? <laughs> where y'all come from, man? And the thing is, is like, I don't care if they come here and it's, if they actually want to be here and they want to embrace it, but they just do that shit for like credibility or some shit. Like, it's just, it's a game to them. Like, it's just a, it's not even real. It's like, it's like a fucking status symbol or something. Like, it's just a thing that they do just to fucking be fake and be posers it's like you're not actually like really down like you just here just so you can say you here to impress whoever the fuck i don't know who the fuck you impressing but like they're doing it just to like for status and shit like that it's like man get the fuck out of here you the same motherfuckers that was that was that left up out of here when you see when when black people started to take it over like oh, let me get the fuck up out of here and build a fucking big ass wall on eight mile to keep these i mean the running joke has always been that you know white folks always you know ran past you know uh eight mile and so forth like that and now they're 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 coming back to 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 use what we've made great now and then they go back and visit you know i guess the plus is that they're spending money here but you know it's not enough plus for me and don't get me started on fucking hopcat going at you know being built in the fucking middle of cash corridor and having fucking crack fries like it ain't the biggest fucking insult ever dog <laughs> like, how do you go with I, didn't, I didn't even figure that <laughs> 
And I, I can't, never even considered that. And I can't even say that's an original idea because I can't, I can't remember who mentioned that before. But it made perfect sense. Like, <laughs> in the middle of a place that was a, the one of the bigger fucking drug areas in Detroit, closest to downtown, you got fucking crack fries. I didn't even think of that. God damn. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> fucking viruses, man. These motherfuckers, man. Yeah, so. Fucking... A's of humanity. Fuck them people. <laughs> so, uh, the last thing I want to talk about was um, an article came out today or yesterday. I don't know. Whenever the fuck. It was an interview with Quincy Jones. Oh, it's been out for like another last week. Because oh, okay, a week, I, I meant to mention it last week. Uh, actually, I thought about it la- after we had recorded. And I was like, shit, I meant to tell you to read it. And I didn't. So, I'm glad you saw it anyway. Yeah, so, so. we saw it. And the Quincy Jones article in and of itself was cool. I mean, it was he he's... Uh, he an old ass man saying he's old man shit. He's an interesting ass old man. I mean, he's done so much musically. You know, he's 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 probably interacted with some of the some of the the um, most famous of people that that's been in our era. So you know, he's he's definitely had his hand in and uh and so much shit. Uh, but yeah, that article was interesting to say the least. Yeah, and and the. There, there was some talk about Michael Jackson in the article that I don't think would surprise anybody. But like, the I guess the part of the article that really I want to say shocked people, like, well, shocked people, was he talked about Marlon Brando uh, being a really good dancer and then saying that he will fuck anything, like he will fuck a mailbox, and then he ran <laughs> off like like a he real said he mail fucked, box. yeah he, <laughs> mailbox he fucks mailbox fucks <laughs> 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 uh. What's it, what they what, what they call it? Uh, um, shit. What's the shit the gay people gay people be calling it? Um, kept calling what? Uh, bussy. Something like oh. bussy. <laughs> I think that's that's the name. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, uh, <laughs> he fucks mailbox. <laughs> I heard. Um, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, never mind. But yeah. <laughs> but so, th- and then he ran off a few names: Richard Pryor. Uh. Uh. Fuck, I just lost it. Richard Pryor. Um, God damn it. Who are the other two? He said, uh, wait, he said, I know he said, uh, it was Richard Pryor. Um, he ran off three names of people that, uh, Marlon Brando supposedly fucked. It was. Wait, 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 wait. Damn man, I got the article up and I can't find. I got it up too. Ignore our dead sound right now, but we need to find this. Marvin Gaye, that was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, that's what. There was a third one, but those are the two that stood out to me. Was Richard Pryor, Marvin Gaye. Um, oh, here it is. Uh, he fuck a mailbox. James Baldwin. That was James Baldwin. Richard okay. Pryor, Marvin Gaye, and then so was James Baldwin gay. I think so. Yeah. I, okay. Um, and so then Richard Pryor's uh, ex wife came out and was like, "Yeah, they basically confirmed it. Like, yep, like back in the seventies, they was doing mad drugs and they just fucked each other. And like, they was like doing mad fucking. And like that to me isn't even that controversial. Like, I kind of like." I could do a whole podcast about how interesting I find it that back in the seventies guys were just fucking each other and they didn't give a shit. Whereas right right now in two thousand eighteen, 
it's such a fucking dirty secret if if guys are fucking each other and it's like so frowned upon but apparently back in the 70s when they were like doing all these drugs and shit it was like who gives a shit right i could do a whole new topic about that but one of the things that i found interesting was like the fairly strong backlash that i saw about it and i posted this on all of my social media there was a tweet that i saw that said a lot of men y'all aspire to be like took dick willingly and that irritated me because I'm really getting sick of homophobia in the black community. Like, it's really starting to annoy me. Because, like, one, like, why do you care what somebody else does with their dick, for one? And then for two, how does that have any impact on whether or not you admire, like, or respect somebody? Like, if you are a fan of Richard Pryor and you think, this is the funniest motherfucker I've ever seen in my life, and you find out he fucked Marlon Brando, does that make him less funny? No. So, like, what difference does it make? Like, why are black people so fucking homophobic? And for me, like, I've always been a really strong supporter of the LGBT community. And today I had a uh, a training class at work about inclusion and diversity and, and, and uh, acceptance. And one of the facilitators of that class is a gay guy. And he's facilitated a number of trainings that I've been through. And I think this dude's fucking awesome. Like, he's a great fucking guy. Like, he's one of my favorite trainers. Like, he's so fucking cool. And he's telling he told stories about the multiple times he's been, like, treated like shit over, like, just being gay. Because of that. Yeah. yeah. And, like, it for me, it doesn't take having a, uh, a person that I can... Relate, like, not relate to, but like a person that I know in real life. Like it's not to like, have empathy not for like, gay people. It's not like I know a gay guy moment. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Like. <laughs> it, it doesn't take the fact that I know a gay guy who I think is cool for me to have empathy. But at the same time, it makes it even harder to tolerate that kind of behavior when you hear when you see somebody who you know is a good person, who you know is cool, who's not like a piece of shit or anything like that, and they get treated like a piece of shit just for being gay. And then you got people out here acting like. Uh, I shouldn't aspire to be like someone because they're gay, like, or because not even because they're gay, but because according to this person, took dick willingly, like, 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 even like taking it willingly is is flawed. Like, like it'd be cool if they got raped, like if they didn't take the dick willingly. Like you, you like it's fine if you aspire to be somebody, be like somebody who got raped because like they didn't have any say in the matter. But, like, you aspire to be, like, somebody who took dick willingly. Like, that's some sort of character flaw. And I'm like, man, it's 2018. Are you really still out here acting like you shouldn't respect somebody because they like dick? Like, who gives a fuck, man? Like, that has nothing to do with anything about that person. And I'm just so fucking sick of the homophobia in the black community, especially since black people have been living for hundreds of years being treated like shit over what they look like, but you ain't got no sympathy for somebody, another group of people being treated like shit over some shit they ain't got no control over. Like, that's just how they are. That's just who they are. That's just how they live. They just, they just fuck who they want to fuck. Uh, again, another great Ray J quote, love who you want to love. They just want to love who they want to love. And you out here treating them like shit just for that. And man, Ray J's so wise. I know, dog. Yeah, he, he, he gets quotes on quotes, man. But yeah, I think you know, just the homophobic homophobia and just black men, especially black men, it's just ridiculous. It's just extra ridiculous, and it's and it's just unnecessary. And it's it, it, yeah, I I just second everything that you said. I 
I don't get it. I don't know. I I don't. I mean, one, it's just you know how much how much bad kids can you really? Or I would say quote bad, but how much shit can you really say about a dead man? It's really gonna fucking matter. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like you know when I mean people suggested for 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 the longest that you know uh, Luther Vandross was gay, and then it came out more so <clears throat> after he was dead. Doesn't fucking matter. The motherfucker did. He made good music, and he's gone now and shit. You know, like. What I did find interesting in the article, <laughs> and it was a really interesting article. It's in GQ in case you guys end up wanting to read it. But there's a, 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 a point in here when he talks about uh, eating lesser than animals. <laughs> it says, we used to eat rats, man. I'm telling you. I think about that. That's scary. Then the commentator says, he sighs as it as if to acknowledge how surreal the contrast is between the scene here and his grand hilltop mansion surrounded by all his reminders of success and high living and the world he's describing. It's life, man. When you're seven years old, you don't give a fuck, you know? She sent us down to the waterfront and tell us, just get the ones with their tails moving because you know they're alive. <laughs> Dude, I, I grew up in the projects. My mom was on aid. She worked random jobs when she could. It never got to the point of eating rats. <laughs> never. Never. Ever. Never just said, why don't you go to the, the, the fucking sewer and pick the ones that's moving? Like, I don't, I can't imagine that level of poverty. That just seems crazy to me, dude. <laughs> fucking rats, dog. He's 85, man. He might not even have a fucking real memory, dog. 85. So what, so what did that take him to being seven? 85? Shit, that's. I, I can see an 85 year old being like, like mad, over the top, exaggerating. Like, oh, okay. we were so poor we had to eat rats. Like, okay, shut your old ass up, dog. <laughs> you ain't no motherfucking rats, dog. <laughs> like, who the fuck eat rats, dog? Like, mad motherfuckers probably will die before they eat a fucking rat. Unless you Andrew Zimmern, dog. Like, you probably not eating rat. Like, I, I like it is a part of me that takes that with a grain of salt. Like, if he was 45 and he's like, yeah, you know, uh, I've done all this work with Michael Jackson. and all these other great artists, man. But I came from poverty, man. We had to eat rats when we was growing up. Boom, like, God damn, man. He had to eat rats. And now he's making music with Michael Jackson or for Michael Jackson, whatever, man. That's crazy. When you 85, you're talking about, yeah, back in the day, we had to eat rats. Like, man, shut your old ass up, dog. Like, why are you lying, dog? You, maybe you ate fucking fried bologna or some shit, dog. You ain't, ain't no goddamn rats. Shut the fuck up. I don't even believe that shit, dog. You probably lying, man. He's probably lying about all his fucking girlfriends and shit. He got twenty two across the across the world. Yeah, talking about he he uh, dated Ivanka Trump twelve years ago. Like motherfucker, Ivanka Trump was probably like six twelve years ago. The fuck you talking about? She dated just dated you when you were seventy three, and she was probably thirteen. Like fuck out of here, dog. Like I think he's probably lying about some of that shit. He might be lying. He might be lying about everything. Who knows? When you that when you that goddamn old, you probably don't give a fuck. He probably he's trolling. Like, he's just, I feel His like whole he, interview might have been a troll I mean, session. Know, he, 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 <laughs> you know, in, in the article, he's just talking about how you know he's doing so much now, and you know he doesn't, you know, he has no plans of stopping the entertainment stuff like that. I mean, he's talking like he's on a farewell tour and shit. Like he's like like he just found out he got diagnosed. Hey, like man, I'm hearing when, all the motherfuckers. Hey, out. man, when you 85, everything you say or do might be the last thing you say he, or do. Yeah, true enough. So yeah. he probably is on a farewell yeah, tour. You, you true enough. He, he he says he wants to live to 130. Um, PM. Uh, 
<laughs> well, if he gets to one thirty p.m., you know it's, it's a good thing. But uh, yeah, <laughs> you eighty five. That's got to be your expectation. I'm like I just want to get like you eighty five. How, how long you want to live? I want to live till one thirty. Afternoon. <laughs> I just want to catch Judge Judy, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> just let me, just let me make it through that. Dog. The whole, the whole phrase, you know, your days are not promised, is real when you're 85. Right. So you just try to make it to the nightly news and shit, dog. Right. Like, you know, I made How long this interview good. last? Like, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Might don't make it. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, man, you can't, you can't trust an 85 year old man. I think he's probably telling the truth about like. All them, all them people fucking back in the seventies and shit. I hundred percent believe that. That shit seemed perfectly feasible to me. Like I, I, I don't feel any kind of way about the idea that R- Richard Pryor fucked Marlon Brando. Or the, I don't know for some reason. I don't know why. I feel like Marlon Brando fucking Richard Pryor seems more feasible than Marlon Brando fucking Marvin Gaye. For some reason, that just seems like like Marvin Gaye. Like, really? Like, uh, I don't know about that. Like, I don't know something about that. I take with a grain of salt. Like, I don't know that that seems hard to believe, and especially because like Richard Pryor made jokes about that shit. Like, so he already prepared us for the possibility yeah. that he was fucking guys. Like, like oh, he's just playing. Like, well, maybe he wasn't. Maybe he wasn't Marvin like, Gaye. Like, I don't know. I mean, despite despite his name, I mean, everybody, obviously, everybody's you know, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's, you know, capable of something, but I don't know. I would definitely see uh, Pryor over uh, Marvin Gaye. Like, I don't believe it, man. His name, if his name Marvin Straight, I don't believe Marvin it. Marvin Straight. <laughs> <laughs> he could have possibly done that. You know what his name is? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. If he did do it. Man, we can end this shit now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, as always, thanks for listening. You can send uh, comments, emails, requests to whatever the podcast at Gmail. Other than that, we uh, check you out next time. Yep. Peace. Peace. Oh, wait, I should stop it. This is going to stay on here. I'm not going to edit this out. <laughs> I was totally unprepared. Hey, it works out. Fuck it. Here we go again. Peace. Peace. <laughs>